Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 1, Chapter 6, about immoderate passions. Once a man sets his heart on anything immoderately, he loses his peace of mind. The proud man, the avaricious man, how little peace they enjoy. It is the detached, the humble, that live wholly at rest. Strange how easily a man can be attracted and overcome by some slight, some trumpery affection if he is not yet utterly dead to self. He has no spiritual fiber. Nature, you may say, is still strong in him. He has a bias towards the things of sense. And how should he detach himself altogether from worldly desires? Does he leave them ungratified? It is a constant source of irritation to him. Does anybody thwart them? He is ready to fly into a rage. On the other hand, if he gives way to them and gets what he wants, all at once he is struck down by remorse of conscience. That is all that comes of yielding to passion. He is no nearer the peace of mind he aimed at. No, the heart can only find rest by resisting its passions, not by humoring them. Heart's rest is for the fervent, the devout, not for the carnally minded, for those who give themselves over to the love of outward things. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The imitation of Christ in chapter 6 is stressing primarily peace. The word peace comes up over and over again tonight. The heart can only find rest or peace by trying to follow the will of the Lord. Everything it says tonight about resisting one's passions or being dead to self is aimed at giving us peace. Now, why do we need peace? Because if our souls are not at peace, if we're troubled, if we're anxious, if we're worried, it's very hard to do what's good. It's very hard to pray. It's very hard to resist temptation. The devil, spiritual writers say, likes to fish in muddied waters. That is, in a pond, if you stir up the the water and makes it very muddy, the fish can't see. 
And so then they're more easily caught. They can't see the hook. They can't see the net. And so the devil likes to stir up our souls to make us lack peace, make us very fearful, very sorrowful, very despairing, very hateful, very angry. These are all passions, anger, discouragement, kind of despair, feeling, falling away from a great good, fear of some evil thing that's difficult to get away from. It's, it's very present. Sorrow is kind of resting in an evil thing that you don't like and is there. You can't do anything about it. Anger is a kind of feeling of attacking something that's making you sad. Some slight has happened to you and you want to get back. All of these passions, these emotions, they're not bad in themselves. The imitation of Christ is not saying that passions or emotions are evil in themselves. No, they're part of our human nature. And we need them, in fact. Christ, the Last Supper, said, with desire, I have desire to eat this meal with you. That word desire is another passion. When we have our passions moderated, when they're going for the right things at the right times in the right way, they're great helps to virtue. They're great helps to the, doing the will of God. Because when we have that emotional energy behind us, it increases the ability of our will to cling to the good, to follow God. So the emotions can be trained. They can be moderated primarily by not rejecting them or, or, or pretending they're not there, but by using our reason, praying a lot to, uh, for grace, to try to moderate them, to try to propose to yourself the real reason why you're doing something. So, for example, he talks tonight about yielding to passion. Okay. A passion is some kind of sudden impulse. So, let's say you have an impulse to stay up late on the internet. You have a desire to watch YouTube or something like this. Well, this is a kind of passion. It may be an addiction, which is a has a kind of chemical element in the brain that's gotten kicked in there. It's very difficult to break that. But these, these passions for things that we have, a sudden impulse, a certain impulse to look at something we shouldn't look at. And the Lord says, if you yield to that, you won't find peace. You have remorse of conscience. The answer is not to say, oh, I'm not the kind of person that I would like this or there's no way I would ever do this or, or gosh, I'm such a terrible person for wanting. No, no, no. We are the kind of people who want these things. We have these passions that are out of control, a little disordered. But we have to find another reason why we're not going to yield to them. We have to remind ourselves, no, I got to get up and pray tomorrow. I want to pray tomorrow. I want to be fresh. I want to be attentive. And if I yield to this, I'm going to be up late. 
or the sudden passion to call, to gossip, to speak. No, no, don't speak. Hold your tongue and save a soul. In other words, we have to train our passions by proposing with our reason a better reason for doing what we're doing. And so St. Thomas Akempis is setting before us in these early chapters kind of the foundations of the spiritual life. And the foundation of the spiritual life is knowing Christ and knowing ourselves. And then finding Christ in the scriptures and being cautious. And we especially have to be cautious with regard to these impulses, these passions. But on our own, we can't resist them. That's why we have to pray. So we have to beg the Lord to give us the grace to seek him, to seek his will. This is why we need the Holy Eucharist. We need the Lord to give us his own heart, his own virtues. Because the Lord did have passions. He had anger. He had sorrow. He had fear. He had desire. But he felt them in the right way at the right time towards the right people. Oh, Lord Jesus, make our hearts like unto yours. As we get ready for the Feast of the Annunciation tomorrow, we ask Mary to give us her own heart. She also had emotions. Our Lady of Sorrows, we call her great sorrows that she felt. They never overwhelmed her. Well, Mary, teach us how to accept ourselves. Teach us how to say no to ourselves. Teach us how to follow your Son. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.